This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Michael Ray Richardson. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Yankee, that might be the Yankee motto this year. Might be. That's the best part of that quote, by the way. Oh, absolutely. People, people always talk about the ship be sinking. No, 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 no. No, the fact that the sky is the limit. <laughs> that says it all. That says it all. But I will say this, Gordon, about this game tonight. I was just telling Harvey, I give the, the kid the starting credit. He gives up a two-run home run in that mm-hmm. inning, but he gets out of it and comes back with a scoreless inning. That shows me something because his predecessors didn't do that in this series. <laughs> no, they did not. No, they did not. Um, yeah, I, look, at this point, uh, bad is better for me as a Yankee yeah. fan. I want yeah. it to be bad. I, I need fundamental seismic change, change yeah, and no I don't question. know that that's possible. But if it's ever going to happen, it has to get really bad. Yeah. That's the only. That's the, and it might only be a five percent chance if it gets really bad that there'll be seismic change. I will take those five percent odds. I just think under five hundred is. You could be one game under five hundred. I can't think that's explain seismic, that away. That's seismic change. Just you the know, fact that you're under 500. You can say, well, we thought we were a playoff team this year, but the injuries or the division, you can't explain away. You can't say we thought we were a championship team <laughs> and finish under 500 and not yeah. be laughed out of the room. Yeah. It's unacceptable. It should be and, unacceptable. Whether or not it is unacceptable, we'll find out. And the scary thing is, I'm not sure how you fix it. You have to fix it piecemeal, Gordon. I was talking about that, um, and we'll get to the calls in a second. I was talking about that the other night. You have to fix it piecemeal. Here's the thing. We need a left fielder. Okay, you got to go out and get a left fielder. That's first thing next season. As soon as this season is officially over, you know, like like October. I know it's over now, but I mean officially over. You got to find a left fielder. You have to upgrade to a left fielder. You need a left fielder and a third baseman, and that is priority, and that's where it begins. And it's not just any left fielder or third baseman, Gordon. You need to find someone that's on this side of 30, not the other side of 30, this side of 30, where there's a two that begins with their age. I don't think you can look at this situation and think it's a quick fix. Uh, I don't think that you can solve this through free agency. You, while you have some of these contracts on your books that are unmovable, uh, I don't know. I, I fully expect that Hal is not going to go hog wild this offseason spending money. So now, now you're going to have two, two really bad things for Brian Cashman. A, possibly desperate, right? Mm. Because if you fire the manager, where are the eyes going to focus after that? If they're ever going to focus on him, you'd think that that would be the time. And secondly, you're going to have Brian Cashman that's not going to be able to his, – his greatest strength has been taken away from him, mm. spending money. Yeah. And see, this is interesting too because why should you allow him to hire the manager I have that no you're idea. firing? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. You know, yeah. for all the time I have felt like this has been a Brian – uh, Cashman. I was going to call him Brian Steinbrenner. He essentially is. Well, he is. is. Yeah. <laughs> he, he has he has been the culprit for why the Yankees are where they're at. But mm-hmm. after this season, the eyes have the, the blame has to shift to somebody else, and it has to be Hal Steinbrenner. Because if you're mm-hmm. allowing this guy to continually build a team that is not successful, and the goal is win, th- th- this past five years has been the goal has been to win a World Series. You have failed in that mission and it has trended in the way that it's trending now where you're going to finish under 500 for the first time in 30 years. 
You can't, you can't continue to blame him if he can't get it done if you're putting him in the position to continue to make those decisions. At some point, you have to say, this, he's not the guy, right? Yeah. If you put me at first base for the Yankees, I would not be able to get the job done. At some point, you'd have to say, wait a second, why, why do we continue to put Gordon out at first base? He can't get it done. Who's the person who put him there? That's the person to blame. It's about production. That's what sports is. It's about production. And Absolutely. You're not producing. And so, uh, and you know, once again, Gordon, I, I always say it, and I know you feel the same way, I don't enjoy sitting here calling for people's jobs. I don't. No, of course not. But here's the, here's the, here's the reality of this. The way this team has been put together to have no left fielder, to, and you knew that coming in. Coming okay, in. You could tell me about Donaldson. Well, we expect Donaldson's going. This is the year. He's coming. He's going. Ah, okay, yeah, right. Okay, sure. <laughs> the manager, he's going. The manager said that, that he was the guy that was going to be the big bounce back candidate this year. That's right. Not so much. But you, but you didn't. You knew you didn't have a left fielder, and you never rectified. Do you need it. one of those? Yeah, apparently, right? It's one of the starting nine guys. It is. So, I mean, that that's unacceptable. So, uh, whoever made that decision, they got to go. And to be honest, and, and I use the analogy of Phil Jackson, Gordon, while you were working with one eye open in the morning, mm-hmm. <laughs> about how he has, a, he has his triangle offense, but everybody has moved past that basic triangle offense in the NBA. And so that triangle offense is now obsolete because everybody else has upgraded and modernized the triangle offense. Well, whoever the whoever the uh, you know the the num- the numbers people are, the analytics folks are, they need to go to. Oh. You need to upgrade them, upgrade a new set of analytics because the numbers that these folks are using and and the equations and the percentages and the answers. Let me say this for Yankee fans: <laughs> that's what they deserve. If your analytics department comes up and, and, and basically says we're good in left field, if your analytics department says we're good at third base, if your analytics department says we're good offensively after what we've seen, then you have to get a new analytics department. It's, it's clear. It's crystal clear that those are the wrong answers. You have to go back. And as someone who has come up with a proprietary algorithm has come up with one of you have to realize sometimes that the answers come out wrong and then you have to not blame the answers. You have to go back and find out what the questions were because obviously the questions led you to a bad result. Or you gave the algorithm bad information. A- absolutely. Of course. Okay. It's and, not and, the algorithm's the, fault. It's your no, fault. No, it's not. So the, the analytics people have given, once again, I'm, we're not trying to defend Boone and Cashman, but I'm saying, Gordon, the analytics people, th- th- their theories... Don't don't add up. Well, I mean, Cashman. I, I'm assuming he's hiring up. the analytics department too. Right? Yeah, I mean, so? he, he's hiring the manager. He's the man. But maybe he's the guy with the power. So, but at some point now, uh, if it, we'll see what happens after the season is over, at some point the focus has to be much more on the owner than the GM. It's bigger than the GM. It is. It is. It. It. They have to sit down and change everything. Gordon. They got to they got to change everything, and that, like you said, that's not a big fix because now you have to reset, you have to reprogram the way you've been thinking. Okay, because you know, and, and and what does that mean? You know what? Maybe having power guys who don't always make contact is not the best way to go. Maybe it's better. I mean, Gordon, you know, you go back to the to, the, and obviously, I'm not talking talent, not names but styles, okay? 
You go back to the to the four four championships in five years. Okay, Brocious and Posada and Jeter and O'Neal and Martinez and whatnot. Gordon, those guys were contact guys. Yeah, they could hit home runs. You might have four guys with twenty home runs in the lineup, but they made contact and they and they and they hit in big spots. And and so that's what you don't have with this team. You don't have guys who who hit and make contact. Houston, Houston has home run hitters, but they make contact. They believe in analytics, mm-hmm. but they make contact. Gordon, Tampa Bay, they make contact. They they believe it. Boy, do they believe in analytics. Every team in the Yankees division believes in analytics. Uh, it's just that they are better at getting the right results out. Of, and to me, the one that's baffling to me is a Yankee team without a lot of left-handed hitters. I mean, in a stadium that, like that. I mean, come on. You <laughs> what, throw what the ball doing? over right field. <laughs> if, if your if your uh, analysis is we don't need left-handed hitters, I would say that you need to reevaluate the analysis. Remember Cashman. Well, we have guys who are right-handed, but they go to the opposite field. Well, we, have, we, just, we just believe in having good hitters. Really? Okay. How's that worked out? How's They're not good out? hitters. No, no, no. <laughs> they've, replaced, they've replaced the boomer bust guys with just bust guys. They've just they've yep. all busts. Yeah. Shockingly, it's, it's not turned out well. It is. It is. And now you've got injury and you're starting pitching staff. So even if you thought you had an outside chance. Oh, no. It's, it's over. It's a, <laughs> even I, if I don't, I don't thought, need to. No, it's over. even if you even dreamed of having no. an outside chance, that's no. not happening. No, no. not happening. And, and we and you shouldn't want it to happen. No, you exactly. should not you want, want you. You should want it to get as bad as possible. Yep, that's right. I mean, you imagine how Garrett Cole feels right now. Here's a guy who should have what twenty and two. Maybe? Oh, uh, he's been sensational. He should have at least twenty wins, at least. Hmm. It's not good. Well, but it's almost over, Gordon. Every, every two weeks, though, he's he's very happy. Yeah, I, every yes. every every couple of yeah. weeks, by by monthly, he's very he's he's very pleased. <laughs> yeah. All right. When 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 the little when the little bell goes off on his cell phone, oh, direct deposit. Oh, that's right. nice. Well, that, that's a good. That was a great signing by Cashman. Yeah, it's not a bar. I mean, it's not really a bar. I mean, you're paying at the top of the market, so that yeah. uh, it is what it is. But it's but paying that, dividends. Right. Absolutely. But unfortunately, Brian Cashman can't do that with every signing. He can't play at no. the top of the market every single – you're not going to have a payroll of $700 million. And if you can't find the bar – any team would sign Brian, uh, would sign Garrett Cole if they had the ability to sign Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. But now you have to go and find bargains. You have to find guys who outperform their contract. How many of those guys do the Yankees have? Do they no. have any? No, they don't have any. Don't, IKF is the only one outperforming his contract right now. <laughs> because you, you, he, he might be right. He's your, your starting outfielder. Best outfielder. Right, he, he's one of your one of your most relied upon relievers. Gets a lot of innings That's there right. too. Yep, he <sighs> he's he is the most versatile guy you got. He plays everywhere, Gordon. He plays every. He is your MVP this season. You know, it's funny too because I think that he's your their emergency catcher. Of course, he is. Why wouldn't he be? He would he would be such an upgrade offensively a catcher from what they have at the catching position. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that the well, who knows who knows what wacky way it's it. going to go this off season. Maybe Watch maybe yep. Could be your starting back catcher this year. We're gonna, <laughs> oh my god, what a disaster! He'll it be just your starting catcher. Worse. The, the 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 ship be sinking, Larry. And the sky's the limit. There it's outstanding, go. Michael Ray. Oh, well, oh, we love you. Thank you for that.
1-800-919-3776. Your calls are next on 9870 ESPN. This is the Dan Show. On 98.7 ESPN. (laughs) Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Head back to the phones. Uh, Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha. Hey, you know, so uh, Brian Steinbrenner is not the root source of the Yankees' problems. I wonder where I've heard that before. <laughs> well, I think up until uh, this point, I think you could you could make the case that he was the one primary. You know, if you're spending the second most in baseball, the GM should be able to get that done, and the, and the owner shouldn't be seen as the primary person to blame, but if the owner continues to put the same guy in charge, it's kind of hard to... I mean, no. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm saying it's, it's kind of hard not to eventually say, well, if you're going to continually put this person in charge who's un, is, is incapable of getting the job done, well, then the blame lies with you. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I mean, I can understand that if this was like six or seven years ago. No, bro, this is nepotism. This guy should have been gone a long time ago. And the same thing happened... Uh, a caller mentioned it earlier with LaFleur and Sala. You know, when you have these inappropriate relationships with people who work for you, these are the things that are going to happen. But, you know, I love you guys to death, man. But, you know, you guys are, you guys are being real funny tonight. You know, you're laughing about the Jets' offensive line. You know, Uncle, I love you to death. But wasn't nothing funny when David Fisdale was your coach, right? Or when you had, had Hornacek and all this other stuff. I mean... You know, and then Gordon with, with, with his, uh, you know, with his algorithm, you know, the, the, the wasp killer with his algorithm, he's the one that got more calling in, telling you about how the Jets are going to go 6-0, and <laughs> get going to the Super Bowl. Listen, this offensive line situation is a big problem. The head coach being the worst head coach in the division is a big problem. Ira mentioned it. You know, it, that all that stuff, every time 
I hear him talk, he irritates me more and more. Yeah, you guys know me. Yeah, I do know you, homie. And since you've been here, how many three-game losing streaks have we had in, in two seasons? Yeah, I do know you, homie. You know, and then you sit up there on the hard knocks. You know, the worst thing in the world you can do as a head coach is to come out soft, run a country club, then try to ratchet it up where your job is on the line. Let's see how that works. It usually works better the other way around, the way Dave did it, where I'm coming in, this is what it is, blah, blah, blah. I'm weeding out who I need to weed out, and then I'm going to show you my lovable side. But, you know, Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. I hope he makes it through this season, and I hope the Jets go where they're supposed to go. But I'm telling you something. This stuff about, you know, there's no other lineman you can get out there, that's hogwash. What you got right now is crap. You got three linemen, possibly, that you can move forward with the season as a starter. What I would do, and I mean, I'm no genius. You know, I don't draft quarterbacks from BYU who never played against anybody. You know, I, I don't draft offensive linemen from Louisville who, you know, played against subpar competition. You know, it, it, it's funny how all of a sudden the team got better when you started drafting from Ohio State and places like that. But what I would do is I would look at the teams that run the football the best because that's the way the Jets are going to win this year. They ain't going to be throwing this ball 35 or 40 times because pass blocking is a lot harder to do than run blocking. So I'm looking at the 49ers. I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns. And their starters are excellent starters. Look at their running game. So I'm thinking that the backups are behind those guys might not be not getting on the field, not because they're good, just because the guys are in front of them are damn good. And that's what I would look for. I don't want to hear no more excuses. I'm sick of hearing it. Every year there's some reason why we can't get to where we need to go. And I'm glad you said it because I've said it 150,000 times. It's very easy to blame the head coach, and he is absolutely culpable in a lot of the stuff that's taking place here. But the GM, I mean, Teflon Joe Douglas, he gets you a piece here, he gets you a piece there, and all I see on the Internet is pictures of him with the head, with the crown on his head. He's great with trades. His drafts up until last year have been subpar, and his free agency has been putrid, period. I love y'all, man. All right, Buddha, thanks for checking in. Gordon, I, I hear what Buddha's saying, but once again, if I'm one of those teams. I mean, the Cleveland Browns think they're a playoff team this year. They're not blowing up their season to go trade a left tackle to the Jets. I still I still need depth. I'm still thinking right. that if, if my lineman gets hurt, I got somebody that, that – this. I love this guy because I got him. You know, it's, it's you can get linemen. We're not saying you can't get them. I'm just questioning, and we had this discussion. Buddha mentioned it again. I'm just questioning the, the talent level of the linemen that you're going to get. You can get them. Somebody's going to cut a lineman. They oh, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, you'll find somebody. You'll find but, some. But but are they going to? Are, are you getting the answer? They are just you get getting cut. the? Yeah, exactly. Are you getting the level that you need, or are you getting what you already have? That's right. the question. Uh, I, and maybe I, you look, get I, lucky. Yeah, maybe they throw somebody out there and and they come in and they can give you something. But if you're if you think you're going to trade for a left tackle at this point of the season, a you have to identify a team that is going absolutely no place and knows that they're going absolutely no place. That's the first thing. 
And yep. at this point of the season, most teams don't think that they're going absolutely no place. Yeah. Secondly, you'd have to find a team that's going absolutely no place and has a good left tackle. <laughs> right? I would yeah. think a lot of teams that are bad probably don't have a great left tackle. And then you're going to have to pay through the nose. The Dolphins, uh, not that long ago, they made that trade where they, they sent Laramie Tunsil to the Texans. Mm-hmm. And, and they did that because they were going about tanking. Yeah. They were decide whether they want to put those terms on it or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they got back two first-round picks and a second-round pick. Oof. And they got, they got more back, but that was the primary thing. They got a first, two firsts and, and a second-round pick. And um, it, 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 if you can find those other, the first two things, that's the price you're going to have to pay for a good left tackle. And, and then the, te- the Texans had to sign him to a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. They signed it like a $75 million deal as well. So yeah. uh, it, it's very hard. It You're is. not going out there and find if, – if the Jet solution is we have to go trade for a starting left tackle at this point of the season, yeah. battle down the hatches because it's going to get bumpy. That should have been done months ago. Months ago. You know, when the, when the NFL, what was that, Gordon? When the NFL opened for business, mm-hmm. with, the league, with, the, with the league offices open yeah. and stuff for business, right. that's when that should have started. That's and, when and that jo- should have started. Yeah, and when Joe Douglas was, like, at the bakery and his number was called, that should have been one of the first things that he ordered. Exactly. There's no question. Because, once again, Dwayne Brown should be the backup left tackle, not the starter. Not at 39, 38, 39. Gordon, he should be. That, that should be. You know what? If Beckton goes down, we got depth here. We're good. Mm-hmm. We got somebody. We got somebody. It's not the case right now. It's not. And, Buddha, we're not laughing because we're laughing at the Jets. We're laughing because it's like, how do they continue to find themselves in this situation right. after draft choice point, and you, free you agents You can't cry, right? I mean, you can't, you can't shed tears all the time. I mean, you have to – the situation sometimes, you have to find the humor in it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, listen, I, I'm a bad, I'm a bad influence. No, well, here's the I thing. I blame me. No, no, no. I don't blame you. Well, here's, here's what's important. Okay. As long as Joe Douglas is not laughing, that's who you got to be concerned right. about because it's his job to find somebody. That's who you need to worry about. Maybe this time he'll find the right person. He knows how to find the wrong person. He'll, he'll just go the opposite. Go the opposite. It is. I mean, Buddha is 100% right, though. He the, is. The, the reaction that people give Joe Douglas, it's like yeah. he's this conquering hero. Yeah. Where, and I get it. He, he drafted Saul The last Gardner. draft was excellent. Right. He was the fourth pick in the draft. Yeah. Garrett Wilson, he's sensational. He was the, what was the, 10th pick in the draft? He, he's done a decent job on, in that draft. But yeah. he also was the guy who picked Beckton 11th overall, and that's one of the reasons why you're in the situation that you're in. You're in the situation from last year because he picked Zach Wilson second overall. You know, talking about fireball defenses. <laughs> Those are two of the four foundational bad. pieces of an, or- an NFL organization. Serious. Left tackle, quarterback. And struck out on both. A- a big strikeouts. Like Joey Gallo. Yeah. Big striker, especially especially the quarterback. Oh, you can you can be forgiven on a left tackle. You can't be forgiven. Very few GMs. The second pick of the draft, Larry. Overall, very second few. overall, and the guy. Again, I think that the team did a horrible job of preparing, but it seems like he he couldn't play. I know, I know. That was the second pick in the draft. It was so the game was flying past him. You, you know how bad flying. you have to be 
two years in as the second pick in the draft to essentially be unplayable? That the head coach is saying, go read a book? Gordon, he was told, we're not suiting you up, not once, but twice in the season. Second overall pick. And the coach was allowing the the, the players on the team to make up shirts for the backup. Mm -hmm. Team unity. Team unity. (laughs) And he's still here. (laughs) And we're making it out like, hey, you know, he's really showing some improvements in camp. There you go, Zach. Good job. Yeah, he's, he's he's. I might have to re. I might have to revisit the. I might have to I think go down have to the basement re- and, and go uh, fire up the algorithm to. again. Might have to crunch the numbers some more. I think you got to recrunch some numbers, my friend. Mm-hmm. I can say it right now, from fifteen and two to ten and ten and seven, <laughs> maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> they got to win. I, look, I know we, we you know joke around with stuff. Yes. they have to win ten games this year. There's no they question. Have to, if, if they don't make the pl- if they don't uh, win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl or, or, or win deep playoff run, you might be able to explain that away. Right. If they don't go to the playoffs and win ten games, I, I don't. I think all bets are off. So you're trying to say, like many people have said, so if they have a Met season, oh my God! If they have a Met season, Larry, they oh have my a Met God. season. Where you're 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 thinking World Series, you know, you you got you got former got two Cy Young guys going to oh the Hall of Fame, God. the top of your rotation. You got uh, Alonzo, who's a. It will be know, worse. It will be worse because last year the Mets won 101 games. Yes. At least they gave you something. Now it ended in a flop. Yes. But at least they gave you that. Mm-hmm. If the Jets have a Met season this year, where yes. it's a disaster basically from jump. Mm-hmm. I'm almost in a, in a sixth sense interested to see what that would look because it would be it would be epic. It would be it would be worse than the Brooklyn Nets. You know, we have all these these teams that we talk about that we flopped. Do. We do. There would be there. I, I I don't even know what to. Oh my god. It would be a long season. Clip. Oh my gosh. It would be a long season, but it's not going to be that bad. No, no, it's not going to be that bad. Got to bring the Jet fans back. They're all they're all on the highway. Going every which way now. Going well, to the, the problem is they they tell you turn off the road. A lot of the Jet fans are telling you they're steering you in the even in a worse direction, <laughs> right? Like we're trying to be like level headed about things, and they're so pessimistic sometimes. They're telling you it's even worse than you think. You try to present a bad picture, and they're like, no, no, it's worse. They're beat down. They are beat down. They're beat down. I understand it. <laughs> Believe me, I understand it. They're beat down. So the. They're afraid, Gordon. They're afraid to put their emotions out there. Like They're Don afraid. LaGreca once said, don't be afraid to love again, right? That's right, yeah. Joey Salvia. Joey Salvia. Yeah. yeah. They played it for me a couple of weeks ago about my Mets. Oh, right no. before that's, that's not, this is not the time to love again. You need to work. Right. This, this is the I got to work on myself time. This is, I don't need to be on the apps or anything like that when it comes to the Mets. Well, this was right before I, I was saying, put me out of my misery. <laughs> And thank goodness they did. 1-800-919-3776. Your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Said, Feels like the- with the Yankees, we're in the desert on a horse with no name. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you're still in it, Gordon. Two nothing, oh. baby. Oh yeah, we're still in it. Insurmountable. In it. Two nothing lead. <laughs> we do have three hits tonight, though. Count them. Three, all and in the, the same game. How about I that? I saw a very funny headline in the break there, Larry. Oh yeah, what was that? Uh, it was on uh, X mm-hmm. from the New York Post. Yankees offense has not improved under hitting coach Sean Casey. Wow. Really? You don't say. <laughs> Sean, we're blaming Sean Casey for no improvement? That's it. He's on his way out, too. It's weird. <laughs> He's not been able to take DJ LeMayhew and, 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 and somehow figure out something to make him from DJ LeMayhew from three or four years ago. Or IKF yeah. or Billy McKinney or anybody. Agashioka. <laughs> anybody. Anybody. Anybody at all. Please, somebody. Step up. Somebody. Oh, man. If George was still alive, Dylan Lawson would be back in the office. Dylan Lawson would have never got the job. Yeah, well, <laughs> if he got fired, he'd be back by now. He'd be back by now. That's right. He would be. And he'd be doing a Miller Lite commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with, with George. With George. Sure, why not? <laughs> why not? Back to the phones. Uh, let's go to Mike and Woodstock. Mike, you're next on 987. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, Mike. So, listen, this, this whole offensive line dilemma with the New York Jets, I've been – you know, tasting it and distasting it for, for, for days like all of us. But, you know, my, let, me, let me just share my take on it if, if, if I can. 
Mm-hmm. You know, just watching what I've seen, going you know, going to live practice and following them every day, watching hard knocks. You know, I think there is some cause for concern in certain situations. Like to be honest with you, my biggest concern is hearing these little rumblings about AVT's ankle that he's had this for a while, because AVT is going to be one of the best players on the entire team. Um, as far as worrying about the left and right tackle, obviously Brown's still on the pup, and you know what you're going to get. You don't know what you're going to get from back there. That's that's the whole point. But I think I think they're let. I really think they're just letting. Max Mitchell and Billy Turner duke it out to see where they're going to line up in the depth chart, and then also the flirtation with their, you know, they're saying that they're going to move ABT over to tackle. I think that's more motivational tactics than anything. And then also, what are you going to do with Tippman? So, you know, if there's ever a time to have a chemistry lesson or you know a chemistry experiment, if you will, now is the time to do it. I mean, it's going to be tough. I I, I do I do kind of agree with that. Like just turning it on right away and picking your guys. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, they've got enough depth there. Um, and I think, I think they're going to be all right. I really do with that. And I think they're going to run the hell out of the ball to start the season. Um, I'll, uh, I'll hang up, listen to your comments, guys. Thank you. All right, Mike. Great. All right. Thanks for the phone call and the kind words. Look, we said earlier, this is the time for you to figure this stuff out. If you've got issues with the offensive line and you know you have issues with the offensive line and you're trying to figure out what play, what people can go where in case there is an injury, this is the time to do it. The problem is, Gordon, that you're relying on you're relying on players whom you really aren't sure that they can live up to what you need them to do. And, you know, Connor McGovern has been a stand-up guy. Okay, he he's you know doing that balancing act, right? He's he's what a lot of guys in the NFL do. You're you're training and preparing somebody else to take your job, and that's what he's doing with Joe Tippman. And so ultimately, uh, what's going to happen is Joe Tippman's eventually going to take Conor McGovern's, McGovern's job, and it might even Conor McGovern may not even make it to the season this year. So if you're trying to maneuver and give Tippman some reps, I get that, I understand it. But ultimately, what it's about is the fact that you're still relying on a 39-year-old guy in Dwayne Brown who may be fabulous, Gordon. He may play every game and every snap of the season. But let's be honest. The likelihood is that he's going to miss a game or two. And so what, what happens then? You had a situation last season where your offensive line was decimated. It was decimated. So the question is, how are you prepared if that happens again? Did you upgrade the position? And quite frankly, Gordon, they did not upgrade the position. They drafted. They tried to address some issues. Yes, they did. But have they upgraded it? Are you confident now that these guys can play together and and you'll be okay? It might turn out that way. You, you, you might roll the dice and say, hey, you know what? It worked. But you're not real comfortable going in. And for Robert Sala to say what he said on Hard Knocks about the offensive line, that he couldn't find, uh, quoting him without the swears, that he couldn't find one thing on video to praise them about? Boy, is that from a rah-rah head coach? That's not saying much, Gordon. Yeah, look, it's going to get highlighted because it was so bad today, but they had guys missing and 
but it, it is a storyline and it is a concern um, because it's not just yeah they'll they'll get guys back. It does it does seem like Dwayne Brown is still going to be good to go for week one, so you can feel a little bit better about that spot and they'll 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 round things into form. But it's not just about week one; it's about the entire season. And there's no question the Jets have put together a really nice roster. But the biggest weakness is still the offensive line. And when you have the hopes that the Jets have, uh, the expectations that the Jets have, the, 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 the weaknesses being your two, left, your, your two tackles, your left tackle and your right tackle, that's a concern. Yeah, it is. There's no question. Especially at this late date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're in the preseason. We're, we're, we're a month away from opening night. A month away. Less than a month away. You've got to get it fixed. We'll continue the conversation here. One of the on worst things you can say in life is it can't get any worse than this. Yeah. The Yankees are proving why. Because every yep. time you think, well, it can't get any worse than this. Can't get any worse than losing two or three to the White Sox. Can't get any worse than blowing that big lead. Can't get any worse than this. Can't get any worse than that. It gets worse. <laughs> they just continually get worse. Yeah. But at least it is Atlanta. I, I can't, He's one of the best I, teams in baseball. At yes, least. At but least. I, I mean, could it be any more clear how far away the Yankees are from the best team in baseball? I oh mean, they no, have I been knew that. Dominant after I knew that after you lost to the Astros last season. Oh my god! I knew that then. I didn't need Whew. to. I didn't need to see this. See, I would have made changes based on that. Based you on that, you would think. Yeah, you would have thought. I would have made changes that. Wow. By the way, also this is going to come as a shock to you. Uh, Giancarlo yes. Stanton struck out a little while ago. Did he now? Wow, yeah. really? I know. I told you it was going to come as a shock. Wow. Surprising. I would never have guessed. Good thing we got him for four more years, huh? <laughs> Whoo, boy. <laughs> you don't realize how long four years can be sometimes. <laughs> oh, you wait. Uh, oh, my gosh. Two months are a long time. We're not even into September oh. yet, Gordon. I mean, <laughs> do you realize... The Yankees are terrible, and everybody yes. is, is kind of – I feel like we were so ahead of the curve on this over the course of the like, season. Like a year ago, it seems Oh, like. my God. I feel like we were so ahead of the curve on this. The Mets, on the other hand, are such an afterthought. I actually yeah. had to ask, do the Mets play today? They've already played. They already they played are, and won. Yeah, they, they, they are so off my radar now. And, uh-huh. again, this is not September. It's – what is it, August 16th? August sixteenth, and they're That's completely right. an afterthought. Done. It's amazing. Done, done, done. done. There's a, there's some guy Stewart that had two home runs today. I don't even know who this guy is. It's I don't even know who he is. What, what what a what a baseball season, huh? But guess what? Vogelback's still in the lineup. <laughs> any any day now, Larry. <laughs> it's gonna connect. Vogelback's still in the lineup. Yeah, well, going down with the I ship. Mean, they're like know. the the captain of the Titanic. They're going down with the ship, Larry. I mean, I said it the other night. Is somebody else came. There's nobody else in this. There's nobody in this team that can DH other than Vogelback. Nobody. Charlie there's Morton no other, tonight. One walk, no, ten strikeouts oh, in six innings. It's a, it's amazing. They are it's, so. It's lack bad. of contact. Yeah, they can't make contact. And when they do, if somebody's on base, it's double play. I mean, the 95 double plays. I see that stat. 95 double plays. The Yankees have been. And it's funny because last night, Kay and um, was it uh, Cone? was talking yeah, about how Glaber, especially Michael, was bringing up the point, man, it feels like Glaber has hit into a thousand double plays. It feels like he's hit. And they, they researched it, and he has. He's, throw, he's hit, hit more double plays this year than ever before. And then because I'm a sadist, I actually watched the post game, 
and listen mm-hmm. to Aaron Boone and what he had to say. He's like, yeah, we, we really don't feel like he hits into that many double plays. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Michael oh. noticed it. And look, Michael's really tuned in. He's not the manager of the team. Who really should be tuned he in. He really should. As, <laughs> as tuned in as Michael is, as the, as the play-by-play voice, I get it. The man, you would think the manager would know way more. You would think. You would think. You know, it's funny. Every time I feel like I have come to resolution on the Yankees, uh-huh. like I don't have any more anger in me. I'm, a, I'm at acceptance now. I want it to be. Yes. They can always find a way to tick me off a little bit more. They can push always buttons, they? push my buttons. Absolutely. It's either something they do or something somebody says. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I can't wait for that season-ending press conference. Oh, yes, you I'm, can. I'm going to sit down, Larry, at, with a big bucket of popcorn and watch that. <laughs> and it's going to be like when oh, the Jet rookies did the, the rookie show and people uh-huh. are whizzing papers at it. Like, I, th- throwing uh-huh. like Pedro Martinez back into They were not just like tossing pieces of paper at the guy. They were throwing <laughs> them as hard as they could. <laughs> that was a rough crowd. Yeah, it was. It was. Let me try this. Let me, let me just get to the calls in a second. Harvey, uh, give me... Aaron Boone about the rest of the season. Give me, give me that one. Oh my God! I feel like we're starting to gain some traction a little bit offensively, and then you know after getting a couple early runs on Freed last night and being kind of behind the eight ball, we weren't able to generate much, and then just get shut down tonight. And we got to be better than that. And there's the reality is whatever's ahead of us, there's a lot of season left. You know, we talk about being towards the end, or there's a quarter of the season left, and we got to do better than this. Gaining traction, you had was that from yesterday? You had one hit. You had more errors than you had hits. You had one hit. What the hell is this guy talking about? Oh my god, what planet is this guy on? Gaining traction. That's it. Season left, quarter of the season left. What game is he watching? It ain't over till it's over. It's over. Don't worry. <laughs> it's over. It is over and out. Boy, it's too bad we're not on TV. Because oh. when you heard gaining traction, <laughs> you almost fell out of your chair. <laughs> I shut it off after I heard the one about Glaber. Hey, he's not really like a ground ball kind of guy. What are you? Yeah. Oh, what man. are you talking about? Oh. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! It's exhausting. Go back to the phones. This is don't, what it's like. Go back to the phones. You know, what? and it's funny because Yankee fans have complained about stuff for forever, and they've made yes. it out like it's the worst case scenario. And now it and, is. And now it is. This mm-hmm. is the worst case scenario in thirty years. And it's not getting better anytime soon. Right. Oh no, no, it's not getting better anytime. And soon. like we said, like he said, there's a quarter of the season left. Quarter, quarter of the season left. We got to be better, Gordon. Got to be better. But they're not going to be better. We've watched for 120 games. They're not better. You've watched for longer than that. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just talking about this this individual season. But yeah. yeah. I mean, what what are we doing? What are we? I, I just I I'm at a loss. I, but I want to share that with you, Gordon, oh just God. to just to let you on a, on a nightly basis. He says things that make you wonder if he is 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 he okay? Yeah. I think we're going to have to, um, Harvey, I don't think we can do answers with Aaron anymore. 
I really <laughs> in a, in a, in a sadistic really kind so. of way. I'm kind of interested to hear what he has to say because he, he it's so deranged. Larry he can't help himself. It's deranged. Well, look, I see. This is easy. This is not as hard for me as other people. I live through the bad di- days with the Yankees. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm not going back to Horace Clark, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I lived through the the late '80s and the yeah. early '90s. So I, I'll do it. It's fine uh, if if it means that there's something on the other side, and mm-hmm. it, that's never promised to anybody. I mean, yes. I went. I remember growing up at a time where. I, I really didn't think that the Yankees were ever going to make the playoffs, never mind yeah. win World Series and everything else. So I, I've, I've gotten so much more out of the organization in the time that I've watched them that, that it, it, I can, can understand there. But yeah, you can I, hang in there. I can hang in there. I'm, not, I'm not changing teams or anything ridiculous like that. But yeah. Whoo, boy. I can't wait to hear what Aaron Boone says next. Maybe we'll find something else to – Make Gordon go crazy. Next on 98.7 ESPN.